Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Listen for the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in their own native language. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, and in our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, (laughs) they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, This is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. 
blood and fire and smoky mist, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It was nine o'clock in the morning. We were all together, gathered for a funeral. The doorbell rang and more family members who I had heard about, but never met, don't remember meeting, walked into my grandmother's house. My father, my family, uh, sorry, my family were the ones from far away because my father was in the military. So we moved around a lot. Anytime a life event happened like this in my family, we gathered the whole family from far and near. Really, it was a chaotic time emotionally. The person whom I knew who should have been there, my grandfather, was not there. He had died. Yet he was not gone. He was not gone. Everyone I met that morning knew the man I knew. A father, brother, uncle, identical twin, a man who worked hard, owned the hardware store with his brothers, who had a dry sense of humor, who was an elder in the Presbyterian church, who loved God, who had been sick a long time, but wasn't going to have to worry about that anymore. Everyone that arrived shared a story about, about how he built things, about how he and brother, his twin brother shared classes and switched, <laughs> supported one another. From time to time, people would tear up, and then someone else would share another story, laughing and hugging and loving one another. As the crowd grew, the warmth spread, and it wasn't just because it was Lubbock, Texas. It, even in December, it's hot there. No, it wasn't because we were filled with wine. Nobody was drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning. The warmth that was spreading came from a special spirit that was among us. What was the spirit that moved through us, connecting us, uniting us, making us a family? Love? What did this mean? One truth I learned at the age of 12 was that this was what death looked like. This is what the end, whatever that was, was supposed to be like. A family reunion, a time of warmth and joy, a great and glorious day when everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What was a sad day? had become a joyful day. What was an end became a beginning. Perhaps on this Memorial Day weekend, you have a nine o'clock morning story, a memory of someone you loved for whom death is not the last word. The birthday of the church was like that. The end became a beginning. It was nine o'clock in the morning, and at first, all the disciples were inside, hidden. 
Outside on the streets of Jerusalem, people were gathering from all over the region, sharing God's good deeds of power. Did you hear about that guy, Jesus of Nazareth? Yeah, the one who healed the blind man. Yeah, the one who cured the lady that was bleeding. Yeah, the one that raised the girl from the dead. Yeah, the one who turned water into wine. Yeah, the one that was crucified. Seven weeks had gone by since Passover, 50 days. Jesus had been gone less than two months. The disciples weren't finished mourning, but the city had moved on. The Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, from which the name comes, was being celebrated in the streets. Fires were burning in the temple. Lamb was being slaughtered for roasting. Wheat was being ground and bread baked. Grapes were being pressed and wine tasted. There were religious services. People were celebrating. The day that they had received the law of Moses, that was the Pentecost day, the law of Moses. People were celebrating life, experiencing it all over. Everyone outside the inner circle of the grieving Jesus followers was having a really good time, a party in the streets, and they were connecting and sharing stories and living. And then the Holy Spirit arrived in that inside room where the disciples were holed up. It was like a fire. It was like a wind. It was a movement so powerful, it poured out into the streets. In fact, it moved the disciples out into the streets. They wanted to share. They had to tell what had happened to them. They had to share what they knew. People were from groups that didn't hang out together. They started talking. People who spoke other languages figured out a way to communicate. People who had never met before were talking together about the good deeds that God had done. Did you hear about that guy named Jesus of Nazareth? Yes, the one that healed the blind man. Yes, the one that cured the lady that was bleeding. Yes, the one that raised the girl from the dead. Yeah, the one that turned water into wine. Yes, yeah, the one who was crucified. No, you didn't hear? He's alive. Really? Wow. Wow. What does this mean? Is it so hard to believe that a crowd of people who spoke different languages couldn't understand, could understand each other? You know, when we went to Cuba, not we didn't really speak Spanish, maybe a few names and numbers, a few words, but we, we could communicate with people there who couldn't speak English. We got our point across. And even if we didn't really get the words, we got the emotional meaning behind the words. Care spreads. Someday, go upstairs to the cafe and, and to the ESL program, the ELL program there, and you will see the same thing happening right here on our very own campus. I suppose communicating love, which is what I believe the Holy Spirit feels like, is kind of how electricity spreads. Someone told me about this science experiment on electricity, and 
I don't know, somewhere back in my mind, I remember Mindy doing a children's sermon maybe. But anyway, children hold hands in a circle. And two people in the circle are holding this energy stick. It's a glass tube. Um, and between them, and instead of holding hands like everyone else, they're holding this tube. And, um, and when they hold it and the whole circle is together, well, my watch doesn't understand what I'm talking about, sorry. <laughs> anyway, when two people, um, when, when all the connection is made and two people are holding that energy stick, it lights up. And then when the people that are holding hands break through, the energy stick stops lighting. Electricity spreads through the people when there is an unbroken connection. Something like this happened on Pentecost morning. The Holy Spirit, appropriately symbolized by fire, moved through them all because of love, connecting them and uniting them. When people wondered about their drunk-like behavior, Peter, our disciple who is grounded, the rock, turned, scripture, turned to Scripture to share a word that made meaning out of all of this craziness that was happening. He was like the electric stick. He shined the light. He said, it's 9 o'clock in the morning, but the people are not drunk. You are connecting with a love greater than anyone has ever known. It's called the power of God. And that love, a love that is as hot as fire, and a love that breathes life into all of creation is love from God. This is the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, the advocate, the one to come that Jesus talked about. This is Jesus' spirit. This is what he talked about. People from all over the region felt the warmth and joy of the Holy Spirit that filled this group of holy disciples and made it so that everyone, even those who spoke a different language, could understand each other. Nationalities faded away, age faded away, gender faded away. People together were looking forward, regaining a sense of purpose and vision. Peter found truth in the prophet Joel, who talked about the end times for those people who served God. Peter was able to say with certainty that death does not have the last word. The end is not over for those who call upon the name of the Lord. How do you make sense of a nine o'clock morning that is going not how you planned? How do you make sense of when there is sure and certain death, but you find life blowing through instead? How do you make sense of a love that forms in and among you as you reach out in love toward others? You don't want to let it go. You just want to pass it on, as the phrase goes. It's almost 10 o'clock in the morning. We are all together. The Spirit is still burning in the hearts of the people. Yes, our numbers are smaller, but they were small to start with. Yes, we are older, but we still have wisdom and experience and God's love to share with the world. Yes, we are different than when we started, 
but we are still the church of Jesus Christ. Until the Spirit is finished with us, our hearts will burn. And so we give to others, and we tell the story to the young and to those who need to hear about life and where it really comes from and who gives it meaning anyway. Anne Weems writes, we are the church. We don't pretend to understand the mystery of what goes on in God's church. We just know we feel a pervading spirit of love that reaches into the niches of all of us and pulls us out into the open, free and alive and belonging. We believe this spirit of love exists because God's spirit lives within the church, this unity of person trying to be the good news. We see this church as a circle of persons holding hands and dancing, supporting each other, accepting each other, loving each other. Each person in this dancing circle is facing outward, reaching into God's world, listening for the whimpering, watching for the hurting, willing to offer a cup of cold water in his name. Sometimes they need the water. Sometimes you need the water. Sometimes I need the water. Being a part of the church means knowing the cup is always filled in his name. That's from her book, Searching for Shalom. Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday. Your candles are lit. There, are more, there is more to light outside our walls. Let's keep the fire burning. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.